0: Seascape, <laughs> doodle,
1: Reading the issue. News. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Pittsburgh Current podcast. I am Pittsburgh Current editor and publisher, Charlie Deitch. The newest edition of the Pittsburgh Current is out now with our cover story on author Deisha Filia and her new book, The Secret Life of Church Ladies. We also have a piece from Caitlin Hunter on media attacks of black activists. And we have an update on last week's cover story about racism in Pittsburgh neighborhoods. So check that out at pittsburghcurrent.com. You can sign up to have that each and every Tuesday sent to your inbox. Today's episode of the Pittsburgh Current podcast is sponsored by local internet provider, Greenlight Wireless. Greenlight Wireless isn't like the big internet providers that you're used to working with. They give you the internet you need and the customer support you want without the commitment and hassle of the other guys. To learn about Greenlight Wireless, home internet, visit greenwifi.com. That's green... WIFI.com. The COVID-19 pandemic has forced all of us into changing the way we live our lives. Pittsburgh's art scene is no different. Next Thursday, August 6th at 7.30 p.m., Point Park University's Pittsburgh Playhouse and the City Theater Company will launch its new initiative, Homegrown Stories, as part of City of Asylum's The Show Must Go Online series, designed to support artists and alumni. In June, the theaters commissioned five playwrights to write 10-minute plays for a digital medium in response to our current world with a company of point park alumni and pittsburgh-based artists they will now present a one-night only digital reading of the resulting works followed by a talk back with the creative team joining me to talk about this initiative is montez freeland the associate producer at city theater and a point park alum and drew martarella managing director of the pittsburgh playhouse gentlemen welcome to the pittsburgh current podcast
2: thanks charlie Thanks for having us.
1: Absolutely. So, um, Montez, let's start a little bit about um, you guys, obviously, at the City Theater, um, robust publishing or ro- robust productions every year. You, you, you guys, um, so this is obviously how is the COVID 19 virus um, and the lockdowns that, that, that came after, how has that forced you guys to sort of redevelop and rethink how you do things?
2: Uh, In every way. I mean, I think that every company, theater company, is thinking that. In every way, it has forced us to rethink, refuel, recharge, um, and to reassess how to move forward. Um, I'm very lucky to work with a company who is persistent and who is, you know, (laughs) who's not giving up the fight and pushing through so that we can continue to bring, like you said, those robust and raw and yeah. quality theater performances that the audience in Pittsburgh loves. So we're not giving up, we're pushing through as much as we can. And yeah. I feel like the same is going for Point Park in a way as well.
1: And, and I think it's important. I, I know when, when I when I moved back to Pittsburgh, I think in, in 2000, um, one of the first productions, I one of the first pieces of art I saw in the city was I saw the city, I went to city theater and I saw um, uh, Shakespeare's R&J. The, um, the, the, the Romeo and Juliet, version of Romeo and Juliet set in um, an all boys school. It was, it was tremendous. And that's sort of how I've always think of you guys is doing these cutting edge productions, these productions that are, you know, causing us to think about how we not only watch art, but also consume art. And I, I think you guys have always done a great job at that. So uh, I'm glad to see you're, you're pushing through, um, pushing through this. So let's talk about the um tell me a little bit about how this project came up came about it sounds like there was uh, some point park alum magic kind of working on this one
2: yeah well i think drew can probably talk to yeah. that
1: <laughs> well yeah i mean i think
0: i think a couple months ago when we were we were sort of in the midst of this and it was clear that this was not going to end you know end quickly and then. And then the world, you know, continued to turn upside down with um, uh, the murders of, uh, with the murder of George Floyd, which prompted this incredible sort of uh, social movement. And in the midst of all this, here we were as arts organizations, I was sort of cognizant of the fact that here we were as arts organizations, and we were, um, you know, across the country, we're just a little stuck, right? We are we should be we should be in this in the mix having conversations about this inviting conversations about this moment well, who better to kind of uh, reflect on this than artists and uh, and uh, we should be telling stories that's what we you know at our foundation what we're all about as theaters as art centers of, as places where this happens and we couldn't and we weren't and so I, I kind of picked up the, literally, I think I picked up the phone to city theater and just like, look, I have, I have an idea, you know, what if we were to um, dedicate a little, uh, some resources to uh, engaging artists, uh, getting them, get activating them, giving them some work and ask them to begin to uh, see if they would be, tell some stories and we would help curate it and, Put it all together, and uh, luckily, City said, "Yeah, absolutely, yeah. let's let's do it." And the, that's why we're here, you know, here today, and uh, couldn't be more pleased about what we're what we're doing right now and the plays that uh, we've helped uh, create.
1: When you were thinking about a partner for this Drew, was City Theater the natural again? Because this you're gonna you're, getting, you're gonna do something that, you know if it's been done, it hasn't been done a whole lot. And so um, was city theater one one of the first kind of natural thoughts for you? Okay.
0: Well, yeah. And here, look, so first of all, I'm new to Pittsburgh. So I just yeah. moved to Pittsburgh in September. So I'm, 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 I'm brand, I'm brand new, Yeah. but I, I had just because of the, the, the world and what i've done all you know for many years i'm certainly aware of city theater and i happen to know james mcneil he's the managing director of city yeah. so i kind of came into this with a with a relationship with james and I, I and and i had seen shows at city so i was aware of them and i was just like yeah this is perfect they're perfect and i just hoped they were going to say yes yeah. uh, and, and uh you know and they did
1: Montez, what, what were the challenges when you, so you get the idea, you hear the idea. What is the process like to figure out, okay, exactly what are we going to do? And then um, then what are the logistics of all the
2: things? Sure, it was easy to think of the uh, playwrights to reach out to. I mean, there were sure. so many, of course, in our arsenal to choose from, but uh, the five that came to mind were pretty, um, you know, it's pretty easy to land on them because they're so yeah. talented. I think the challenge was whether or not, uh, they would say yes, primarily yeah. because to write in this time, about this time, is difficult. Look, I tried to write a play and I couldn't get through it because it allowed, it makes you uh, sit in right now and pay attention to it. And I think sometimes, at least me, I'm trying to find ways in which I can compartmentalize and not think about right now. Right. <laughs> but as an artist, it makes you have to sit down, not only think about it, mull over it, write about it. And I think for all five of our playwrights, to do that is uh, just sheer courage and strength. So I'm appreciative that they said yes because they could have said no, thank you, too painful, not doing it, um, and you know we would have had to move on. But they said yes, and then from there, of course, you know we were in a production meeting yesterday, mulling over how do we do a certain moment. And we uh, were like, oh, the virtual world. But the fact of the matter is that if we were in person, it would be another problem we'd have to deal with. Right, so, right. It just another a whole other production level. Yeah, you know, plays are not easy. You know, you get right. to a point where it comes time to put it up and it just feels like this isn't going to work. <laughs> no <laughs> one's going to like this. And what are we doing? Every production. So it makes sense that it's translating into the digital world as well. But it works. It works. Um, we're overcoming the hurdles that, uh, performing on zoom can present.
1: And, um, talk, let's talk a little bit about the, about the place. Um, uh, there are, there are, I mean, there are five, and again, the, the it's kind of, it's, it is a, it is a who's who of talented Pittsburgh playwrights. Talk a little bit about, um, let's talk a little bit, a little bit about each, I'll, I'll kind of, uh, 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 throw it over to you. Let's, let's talk a little bit about each, um, and, and sort of, maybe a little bit about sure what the play is, but also, you know, why, why this particular playwright, why, you know, and, and the topics that they bring to the table.
2: Sure. Now I can't fully speak as to why everyone wrote what they wrote. And I, sure. but I do know that, you know, our directors have been in conversation and a lot of these plays come from the personal and right. as playwrights do, you know? Yeah. And so um, when you think of a play, like when things get bad, at least we have each other by Matt Pelfrey, who mm-hmm. is a Point Park um, a staff member, uh, more than a staff member? I believe he runs the MFA writing program. And uh, that play is about, um, you know, it's kind of the, I don't wanna give away any spoilers. Yeah, yeah, but no, no, no. Yeah, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's kind of like, how do you deal with communicating with someone via Zoom who you know and uh, who you uh, are taking care of? But then also there's that twist because there's that disconnect there. And so in this play, it adds a little bit of a, uh, a fun twist at the end of trying to connect yeah. with your parents and help them through their technology as you're talking to them and yeah. um, and trying to right. help a parent through a stressful situation mm. as you're going through it yourself. But really, there are a lot of scams out here that are happening. <laughs> I think that this okay. play, yeah, <laughs> taps on that a little bit, so it hits that right. uh, scamming part. Then you have I want to say by Nguzi Anyanwu, which uh, has two people, um, no names no genders attached to them. Mm. Um, And there are two people who are just having a conversation who haven't seen one another in a long time and in the midst of this upheaval as things sort of were at their most, uh, sparkling boiling point, I would say Mm. is when these two decide to reconnect and have a conversation that is, um, I would, I would say simple, but not trite and it's very concise but it packs a punch. So um, we have wonderful actors and I'll talk about them later who are bringing these stories to life. And uh, then you have um, another play that's set right here in Pittsburgh called Helicopters by Tammy Ryan, which deals with the uh, Black Lives Matter protests that have happened in the streets. And what happens when that protest comes home into the household of uh, a white family in Pittsburgh whose daughter has been out at the protest, possibly bringing home COVID possibly bringing home new ideas to parents who she feels as though are not woke and they're like no we've been woke (laughs) you know (laughs) times are just different and (laughs) and then you have two plays that kind of deal with the future you have um in the macro by Marcus Stevens which kind of deals with who is really running this game here who's controlling what's happening and uh do we actually have control over what we're going right. through and maybe we do maybe if we really looked at uh, our power we could band together and make change so in the macro it's about um, who's really calling the shots here and the idea of second chances right and then you have under by Mark Clayton Southers yeah. uh, the great mark clayton southers yeah. Legend. legendary which, yeah of course you know you can't have a playwriting contest in Pittsburgh without <laughs> right. you know without him so have under which is about the future regarding black people and reparations um the hoops that it would take to get it how close uh you could we could be to actually receiving it and what would it mean once we received it um for those who don't receive it and who has the power of what uh black life and black future will be um who holds that power in the future so these are five plays that all pack a wonderful punch they're not too dramatic where you feel as though, you know, you can't sit through them, <laughs> but right. they do have, you know, that that realism to it that we're all going through right now, which feels insane.
1: And, and um, I think also what I, I think what I, I was wondering, um, and I think I asked the question very, very poorly, um, when, when you reached out to these playwrights, were they given any sort of direction or were they just sort of given the general idea and they were put up on themselves to figure out what to write?
2: Drew, you were there. Yeah, yeah, Dave. Yeah, <laughs> I was
1: there. Yeah. No, I mean, we it,
0: it, we gave them very little direction. Yeah. Uh, we said we, we. I think we said that we wanted about ten minutes, whatever that you know meant you know meant to them. Mm-hmm. And I think that we we I think we may have asked them to uh, reflect on the moment that we're in. And um, oh, and I think we said th- uh, three characters. I think we may have given them a limitation on the number of of performance, So the challenge, the you know, the challenge was, you know, contained to time, the number of actors they could, characters that they could write for. And we just, again, hoped that they would respond to this moment and that it would reflect also because it's homegrown stories, you know, we sort of naturally thought this would happen on our, our backyard, our place, our home. Um, and it could be our larger home or right here in Pittsburgh, but we, we invited them to do that as well. So I, I think, I, I think Charlie too, I think what's really I think what's really exciting about, about this is the sort of the nature of the kind of the partnership between, you know, city and Point Park University. Mm -hmm. But I think the larger story here is that the necessity of these kind of partnerships as we, as arts organizations move forward, you know, in this, in this crisis. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that, you know, what we're, this also came from an impulse to Think about ways that we could partner as arts organizations together to collectively broaden. How can we how can how can we meet together on a project and possibly use this moment and technology to broaden deepen relationships with our patrons uh, and the folks that we you know that we engage with and want to connect with. And I think that's really the larger challenge for this you know for this mm-hmm. you, you know for this moment because I think things are maybe gonna get more difficult before they get easier. Arts organizations, you know, performing arts organizations, theaters. um, You know, our model is about gathering people in a common space and that's really hard to do right now. And uh, I think that, you know, the more that there are partnerships like what City and Point Park University are doing right now, Uh, can only be a good thing because what we're going to have to do is to explore the possible, what's possible, and how are we going to keep doing what we're going to do, and uh, I think the partnerships like this are really kind of strengthen our ability to deliver our mission. So
1: You're listening to the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. We are speaking to uh, Montez Freeland of the City Theater, and we're talking to Drew Martirello, the managing director of the Pittsburgh Playhouse, and their uh partnership and the, in bringing uh, five one act plays uh online next Thursday it's uh called homegrown stories and it's really looking um it's sounding and looking like it's it's going to be a uh a great program um we do want to say also want to thank our sponsor today greenlight wireless at uh, greenlight wireless isn't like the big internet providers they give you internet you need and the customer support you want without the commitment and hassle of the other guys you can reach out for more information, greenlightwireless at greenwifi.com. Um, so as with a lot of things that we, we, we're dealing with in this pandemic, um, you sort of realize that not uh, you're, you're forced to do things differently. But you also then realize, I think in some cases, I know we've had this uh, sort of you know light bulb go off, that regardless of the situation, we probably don't have to go back to the way we did X before. So we're developing sort of a new way of, of moving forward. And I think that, do you guys get the feeling that some portion of maybe the, the partnership but also the presentation of the arts, do you think that some level of this is going to survive and, and be part of the art scene beyond the pandemic?
2: As far as bringing digital performances? To yeah, people, digital and, and,
1: and again, the way, the way, and also the, again, the partnerships, because, you know, yeah. we're all taking a hit um, financially in this time, obviously, and there still has to be a way to, to continue to do what we do. And so it would seem to me that um, maybe something that wasn't obvious before now becomes, oh, why didn't we do this long ago, I guess.
2: Oh, Charlie. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, I'm not interested in going back to what was normal. What was normal was not equitable, to be very honest. And I do think that um, if we in Pittsburgh as a uh, communal arts organizations come together and share our resources, then we could be so powerful as one. And I do think that this pandemic and Everything that's happening right now really is forcing people to say, okay, who are my neighbors? Who can I lean on? What resources can we share so that we can continue to serve the community? Because that's what it's ultimately about. Yes, we're serving our egos as fragile as they are. <laughs> that's what it's all as about. as big right? as they are, right? <laughs> but we are also in service to the community. And right now the community is hurting so very badly. Right. And we have so many smaller companies that unfortunately will close their doors And uh, just because they close their doors, doesn't mean that they're over or that they um, have to stop because we may be able to assist them. Other companies may be able to help um, in the future. So we don't know what that fully looks like now, but like this partnership and many other ones that are in the works, we are looking to pool our resources together and work as one Pittsburgh theater community. I think it's time. It's high time that that Mm -hmm. happened.
0: That's exactly right Montez. And I think that just sort of you know, with every in a crisis, there is opportunity, and I think the opportunity we found here is to be collaborative. And then the the, the you know collaboration is by nature difficult; it's hard, but that doesn't mean it's it shouldn't be done. As a matter of fact, that's a good thing because through this practice of collaboration, we change our practice. We don't necessarily intrinsically change our mission or what we're all here for, but when we change our practice and working together at an organizational level, we learn things about each other we learn we, we exchange values and through that process i i absolutely endorse what montez says that the nature and the way that we are making work has not been equitable that has to change and i actually am hopeful that this through this kind of collab, this type of collaborative practice you know the organizational change that can happen is that we one of it is that we become more equitable out of the uh, as a result, and that's really I think the promise of of this kind of collaborative act. You may have been talking asking about which I think is you know I, I, I think could could be an amazing um, uh, byproduct of uh, you know what we're going through at the moment with this pandemic. But you may have been also talking about technology. I think that mm-hmm. you know again another opportunity is to sort of as we experiment and learn, you know, as theaters, in, in some ways this kind of work is anathema to theaters, right? We, again, as I said, we're, we're about bringing folks in a common space and it's kind of common time to common time uh, to share a performance with an audience. That's what we're sort of designed to do. What technology is asking us to do here is, is to, again, in a sense, change our practice. So this might begin a collaboration in a sense with technology. I don't think we're going to lose this notion to want to come back together and to have and perform in a theater again but I do wonder and expect that we will learn something from this foray to Zoom and, and 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 this virtual world and who knows how this will inform what we what how we do what we do in the future and I, and I think it will I really do I think it will
1: Montez, I'm not sure how much um, if you've seen maybe portions of some of the works and how they're kind of being worked out. What 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 are you noticing in terms of the performance of these pieces? In how how is that how is that different? How is the uh, you know I mean you're not on a stage, you know you're 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 not trying to project to the to the last row. You're you know you're talking into a microphone. What, what what's what's that sort of change been like, or what's, what's what have been the differences there?
2: Sure. I have been uh, sneaking into the rehearsals um, on Zoom this week. And so it's been refreshing to see uh, old friends and new friends. Everyone, everyone is refreshed. Let me tell you that. Yeah. They are ready and <laughs> raring to go and uh, at the top of their game. So it's just so it's not surprising. It's just um, amazing to see. Uh, acting in this medium is very different because mm-hmm. we are missing that um that big chunk of the piece that you know finishes it, which is the audience. There is really no way to connect, and you essentially are talking into a camera on a uh, device. And while that is um, problematic at times, it's not impossible because actors, I think, do this most of the time at home anyway. <laughs> you know, look, I have the best audience here; these four walls, and they get a show. So <laughs> I think that that's how we do. So, you know, we don't always need an audience to perform, right. but we do know that there's an audience there and you kind of, in a weird way, feel that. You kind of feel the energy amongst your partners, but it's a different style. Those who have film experience probably are, you know, possibly prospering during this. Those like me who have more theater experience, I'm learning to, you know, maybe not talk so loud and not talk so fast <laughs> uh, and not, as you said, project to the last row. Yeah. But uh, the talent is evident, um, as you will see next Thursday.
1: Is, is it different? Um, I mean, because also, you know, you're now, this is what you're using. You're using this area yeah. here now. What is that? What is that? Because I got to think, I mean, you have to, I mean, it's, we've all, we've all seen plays where, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a full body exercise for these actors. Mm-hmm. So what is it like now to have to sort of almost channel everything to, to
2: this screen? Yeah, it's intense. You have to channel it to the screen. You also have to, in a way, uh, like you said, put everything up here. (laughs) You know, whatever you do down here won't matter. Um, So it is about being very deliberate with your actions, with your tone, with how you're speaking to your scene partner. Um, Those come into, you know, that comes into play. Uh, There are, you know, moments when you want to look in someone's eye and say something you (laughs) can't. But, but, you know, you can pretend and you can... um, but it, it's a it's a challenge, but it's certainly not impossible. Right.
0: It's like yeah, pants it's are always like, optional, Charlie. Pants are <laughs> always optional. Pants are always optional.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, that's actually the poll you should take. Who's and actually,
0: you, you know, Montez, <laughs> there, there, that could be there. There's a there's there's a packaging for a whole Zoom series right there. Pants optional.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm That'd going be a great hook. One of these plays point. gets up to leave without pants on. That would be <laughs> right. But you gotta be careful. These obviously cameras and laptops fall over, exposing everything. So you gotta, <laughs> Right. You yeah. Two taps on that screen and it's done. Playing you without a net. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly.
1: What are some of the performances you've seen? As you said, you've been sneaking into some of the rehearsals. You don't have to go through through every. But but who who are some of the actors that you see so far that seem to take into this
2: really well? Oh, I, Oh, I've seen all of them Um, as far as like in this uh, lineup of series. um, I'll go down the list. Uh, We have Hazel uh, Leroy, who was a Point Park um, professor, uh, who's in the ensemble. We have an ensemble of nine actors. And so Mm. some of these actors are in two plays, some are in one. Um, So joining Hazel, we have Quinn Patrick Shannon, Caroline Nicolian, Richard McBride. We also have Melissa Clark hope anthony i'm gonna check my list and see who else i'm missing here of course dana michelle griffith and mm-hmm. daniel krell and zoe myers i want to make sure i didn't miss anybody on the list i don't think i did but <laughs> we had we had we had dana we had dana on a
1: podcast last year she's she's so talented she's so so good she's amazing
2: yeah Um, i mean they they've been you know it's like some of them known each other for years so it's you know it's just very easy so you know hazel taught all of us and you know so it's like that um sort of connection that's there and um of course we have our wonderful directors who uh rachel stevens racing singletary and kyle hayden who are bringing it together and offering some amazing creative suggestions for the actors to play through i mean it's really innovative when I sit down and watch it. And the, the ideas are great. And we're just here trying to make sure that we can support them. Because of course, Zoom, as wonderful as it is, you can only do but so much. But we want to make sure that we are supporting the directors and playwrights' vision and um, our actors' choices.
1: We do want to say that this is a free show. We, they need you to go online and register. Um, you can get more information at alphabetcityorg backslash show, pittsburghplayhouse.com and city theater company dot org you can check those out um how will the so will um do, is there a limit on how many folks can get in on this or is it sort of unlimited just kind of need to know what the you know what the numbers are going in, oh, come on in. yeah, come,
0: <laughs> yeah. On in. come on in everybody one one, one one and all everybody
1: yeah it's really it's let's really push been, the limit. I mean,
0: if there's a limit let's find it
1: yeah <laughs> exactly let's break the internet with 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 arts instead of cat videos right <laughs> gentlemen thank you so much for taking the time today it's been it's been a lot of fun and i'm 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 absolutely looking forward to next week and it really is i've seen so far i've seen magic shows uh online i've seen now i'm, I'm gonna see productions and it's um you know it's it's it really is uh it really helps people who are not able to get out who are used to going out and 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 experiencing the arts it gives them a chance to bring some of that into their home and keep them from at least going a little crazier than they already are. So. For
2: sure. Could <laughs> I say one more thing? Charlie? Please, please. Montana. I, I certainly do not want to leave out the amazing production team that is behind this. Of course, you know, Point Park's uh, team and City Theater, you know, with Claire Drobot, who is so instrumental in this, mm-hmm. and Kim Martin and Steve Breeze. Um I also want to certainly point out that we have uh, an amazing production team of Howard Patterson who's doing sound and Britton Mock who's providing scenic elements. You know, we're gonna have play around some virtual magic and backgrounds. And then we also have James Ogden, who's the production manager who is putting it all together in the wild way (laughs) that it requires. So we have an amazing team of Point Park connected people and alum and current students. And it's just a, a wonderful, homegrown situation you know
0: that's right i think i think i could i want to i need to echo that as well charlie i mean just the, the the what montez has just described is you know not only collaborative but it's innovative and a shout out to really i need to honor my home institution which is point park university and uh their commitment to innovation and uh uh to making this kind of work and that's why so many of the folks have point park university connections Either as alumni or staff. And uh, it's a rich, rich environment for uh, creativity and producing at Point Park. So, Drew, we'll
1: thank you there. so much for, for joining you. me. Thank you. Montez, <laughs> thank you not only for joining me today, but thank you for all the work you do across the city. I mean, it's it's trying to imagine the arts going forward without without you as a crucial role in it. Just, I don't want to think about it. I so appreciate everything that you've done for the arts scene here in Pittsburgh you. and for City Theater. So, Thank you guys so much. And next Thursday, 7.30, you need to go on and register. Um, citytheatercompany.org, Pittsburghplayhouse.com, and alphabetcity.org backslash show. This has been the Pittsburgh Current Podcast. I want to thank our guests. And I also want to thank our sponsor, Greenlight Wireless. It's not like the big internet providers that you're used to working with. They give you the internet you need and the customer support you want without the commitment and hassle of the other guys. To learn more about Greenlight home, Wireless Home Internet, visit greenwifi.com. We're looking forward to the new issue out on Tuesday through your email boxes. Looking forward to next Thursday. Thanks everybody. We'll see you next week.